Hello and welcome to Don't Feed the Geeks, presented by the Long Island Comic Guys, the masters of the geeky verse. Well, welcome back, geek freaks, for a super special 50th episode of Don't Feed the Geeks. We can't believe we made it here. We uh, <laughs> enter some uh, applause, uh, fake applause sound. Uh, um, we have a great episode for you guys today. We did a bunch of mini interviews with some of our past guests, some of our very good friends, you know, our favorite people um, joining us. I, I don't remember how many, but there's a few on there. And then, um, you know, we're going to end it with the um, last few minutes talking about some of our favorite moments, some cringeworthy moments maybe. Mm -hmm. But um, <laughs> as always, we're going to start with just a little bit of a shortened beat. A little bit. much to cover. <laughs> But I'm sorry, do you want to take it away? Yes, let's do it. So I think first, this is the first episode since everybody learned of the tragic passing of Chadwick Boseman a couple weeks ago. Um, we all found out right after we finished watching Bill and Ted face the music. It was very, very sad. Yeah. yeah. But um, it was such a shocking thing. Nobody, I don't think anybody really knew that he was... Um, as sick as he was, I think a lot. Uh, there's a couple of images from a couple months ago when he was like accepting an award or something, where he looked really yeah. thin. So I think people were speculating for a while, but nobody really knew. I think you know, it was something that I've I've read like five times before I comprehended what was going on. You it's know? um after you hear like you know what he was going through for for so long, and he filmed so many things. I mean, you know, he may have portrayed you know Black Panther on screen, but I I think you know he was a real life Superman. Yeah, um, you know he did all his movies while during treatment for all this. It's it's incredible, and the it's training insane. that he had to go through to to be in a lot of those roles. I mean, you know, I respected the guy so much before, and you know, it just I have the highest level of respect for him. You know, oh my god, yeah, and hearing you know everything he went through, and you know, it's the kind of the crappy part about social media and everything about how you know people giving you crap for how you were looking, and you know. It, it, it does, you know, really make you think to give pause before, you know, you, you criticize somebody about, you know, why they're looking a certain way. But, yeah, you know, for it's, sure. it's, it's really sad. And, you know, we miss him. And from what I'm hearing, I, I think Disney's going to pass on replacing him. I don't I don't think there's going to be. I think they should. I don't another black I think they should. I think if they're going to make another movie. I, I have a feeling maybe his sister may take on the mantle or something like that. But I don't think there's going to be another T'Challa. And I think that's really the right and classy move by Disney if that's truly the way they go. Definitely. I mean, he's done a good, he's just in the couple of years that he's been involved in, and he's done a really good amount of stuff, you know, between Civil War Avengers and his own movie. And he did a lot to inspire people, too. You know, the, the stuff yeah. that I enjoy the most is, you know, him showing up places and, you know, surprising people and, you know, kind of being there for other people who are sick. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, you know, really attributes to the immense character. Uh, yeah, who he was, and I think sure. it, it takes a strong person even to keep that to yourself. Um, That's amazing, and, and, especially and in this just, day and age, JJ. Yeah, yeah. There, there, I mean, word gets spreads like wire, wildfire, fire, and it's amazing that it didn't it didn't get out there sooner. Mm -hmm. And would it played a different? Would it played out differently? Like, would you know he made more movies while he was doing it? I don't know, but it just. It's sad. It's sad that he, you know, was cut short. So I'm glad, I'm glad he had privacy, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, like, I get how, it. That probably would have been so stressful if everybody knew about it and was like, you know, I get it. It's a whole other level, but he was he became a legend in such a short time with these movies. Absolutely. Yeah. Not to mention all the other things that he's been in besides superhero movies. I mean, he's going to be an inspiration for 
a whole new generation. So I'm, I'm for one, proud to, you know, have seen it. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, all right, some more Disney news, right? We got a we had a new announcement that I think we're all excited about. Yeah, Mandalorian season Ooh. two coming on time. One of the few things coming out on time in the last few months. October thirtieth, streaming. Everything happened, right? Luckily. Yeah, they finished production right before everything happened, so they did all of post from home. Everybody, wow, it's crazy, but. Yeah, that's going to be coming out, and they're still doing season three. I think they're figuring out how to do it as um, still on time with as little people there as possible. So it's looking like that'll that'll still come out on time next year, which is good. That's cool. Do we know anything? Do we know any spoilers or anything? Have they they haven't released anything, right? Nothing. No I think, they re- I think they released one image, and it was uh, it was him sitting on a speeder bike. Oh yeah, a, I did see a, that. A different type of speeder bike, and. That's the only image they've released like so far. Or like in a in a saddlebag, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I only saw the speeder bike because it looks pretty cool. Yeah, but I, you know, there's rumblings out there that some people from the original trilogy is supposed to make some appearances. So we'll see. Not too many of them are alive, so let's. See. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't know. All right, so I think we're gonna do one more thing before we jump into these interviews, right? Uh, yeah. Remind how me. about how about Dune? Dune. Yes. yes. I read this book like five years ago. <laughs> this the trailer, trailer exploded. Awesome. Oh my god. I mean I forgot how many it, people are in this movie. It's it's a star-studded cast. I mean, it looks amazing. I mean, the, if if he wasn't like, you know, gonna be a huge star already, I mean he's definitely gonna be one now. This um Timothy Chalamont. Is that yeah, he's, he's incredible? Yeah, Timothy Chalamet. Him, Zendaya, I mean Jason Momoa, Chris Isaacs, Josh Brolin. I mean, Dave Batista. Sorry, Oscar Isaacs. Sorry. Yeah. Oscar Isaac. Chris um, Isaacs is a singer. Yeah, sorry. Oscar I don't even Oscar know who that is. <laughs> Wicked game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, I, I think I'm like leaving people out. Like this list is literally that long. It's, it's crazy. Incredible. And you know, the trailer is unbelievable. The the the, the, the amount of CG that this thing is, it yeah. looks but it absolutely looks good. Amazing yes. freaking worm at the end. Oh my god, the and worm. I almost crapped myself when I saw yeah. that. Like, it was like, <laughs> did, did either was... you read the book? No, 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 <laughs> just like, no. no. <laughs> you know, you know, the thing is, too, I, I actually like reading books after I see movies because I usually get disappointed when they leave stuff out that I really liked in the book. So like I know I don't I try to avoid that disappointment because I know like it's mm-hmm. better when I see the movie and it's like oh like then you find out extra stuff I find that I find that more fun or yeah, that was a good point. <laughs> it I've took seen... me it took me a while to get through it was good but it was it's very very dense science fiction so it's not for everybody but this movie and that and that's the that's the way I felt about the the original movie like it's it's a tough yeah. movie to sit yeah. through like if you're not you like gotta... it's not bad by any means but it's no. Just, it's it's like a style that's just not for everybody. And I think this is gonna. I think this one is gonna take this movie, and it's a. It's. I think it's a three hundred sixty degree turn, different movie. Like it's. It looks quite amazing compared to the first one. I, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we we're gonna see, but I'm so excited for this movie. Agreed. I I think let's all agree. Yeah, I think this, I think December is <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Oh, oh. We'll see, we'll see what happens. I don't know if theater. I don't know. I don't know yet. Hopefully, I'll go, to the, I'll go to the drive-in to see this one. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll do another uh, I'll do another movie night. We'll get the popcorn. There you go, dude. I'm hearing uh, such good people loved that Bill and Ted movie. I don't want to get into it. 
You know, <laughs> I I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. I think okay is the best I can give it. But I'm I'm there I with can't you. Judge it because I'm not, I'm, you know, but. Well, we have a bunch of awesome interviews. We'll tell you who it is before we jump into it. But we have our good friend Tom Travers. We have our good friend Tom Polari. We have our buddy Jeff. We have Chris Campana. We have Billy Tucci. We have – who else am I forgetting? Mike Caro. Mike Caro. Mike Caro. Undead Inc. I think that's everyone. Did I cover everyone? Did I miss somebody? Uh, I don't know. But if I did, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you got everybody. What we I think so. To? I don't know. I'm yeah. crying. Tom Velez. We Tom Velez. I'm so sorry, Tom. <laughs> please, please still be my friend and send me art. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, but please stay tuned to, for after the episode to uh, hear some of our uh, favorite moments, cringeworthy moments, you know, stuff like that. And, um, you know, we have a special dedication at the end of the episode as well. Yes, we so, do. So uh, please stay tuned and enjoy. And thank you for uh, being part of uh, 50 episodes of Don't Feed the Geeks. Thanks. All right. Well, we're welcoming back to the show today our very good friend, Mike Caro, co-owner of Undead Inc. Uh, he's finally back at work. I'm sure he's happy at that after the long layover. But that's what we wanted to talk about, a little update since our very early episode. Uh, what were you? You were like episode six, I think, right? Yeah, really early. Uh, yeah. So we're up to episode 50. So we had to have some of, you know, our favorites come back. And you were the first um, interview we did on location at uh, at Undead Inc. So that was really cool for us. And it was great talking to you. Yeah, it was um, awesome. Then. Got the knockback some beers. And, and yeah, it was fun. Top. Yeah, we did do that. We did do that. So one of the things we wanted to talk about was uh, how you spent your time during uh, quarantine, during the shutdown of No Tattoos. I think we uh, we all benefited a little bit from that time uh, that you were uh, not tattooed. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Something like, uh, uh, can I even show the background? I don't think I can even show the background with all the paintings I did. We've changed. <laughs> um, no, I can't even yeah, show it. Yeah, I mean, I, I spent, uh, I figured, you know, they closed up my, our shop, weren't able to work, and uh, it was a little bit stressful, but I figured if I'm going to, if I'm going to have some time off, finally, in the, in the last 15 years, I finally got a little time off, which <laughs> I would have had a different scenario for that time off. But uh, if I'm going to have the time off, I'm going to try to improve a little bit. So uh, I started eating a little better, started doing yoga every day, lost like 40 pounds. And nice. uh, then I started painting. I, you know, I figured I, I need something. I just started as me trying to keep busy. I was like, if I'm going to sit here and do nothing, I might as well paint. I might as well yeah. practice, you know? Yeah. So, and it uh it ended up working out really well, you know. It was uh it was nice. It was pretty crazy. How many paintings did you wind up doing all together? Uh, I think nine, nine paintings wow. or something like that within like two months. I, I know I know where two of them went. So. Yeah, <laughs> they were amazing. Everyone, everyone on this on here right now has one, right? Yes, has one know. of yours. Yes, everyone yep. on here. Yeah. So I, I was thinking about it today, you know, how we do the holiday grab bag. I'm officially no longer going to allow you to do paintings. If you want to <laughs> do blank sketch covers, that's okay. They're <laughs> no longer allowed. <laughs> because last year it was almost a bloodbath trying to get the Joker. Uh -huh. 
Well, I made the uh, I made the rule last year. I was like, everyone gets one. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was the rule now. Like, yeah, yeah, if you already had one, you can't steal it. That's yeah. Fair. You're not allowed to. Yeah, you're not allowed to, to take the the painting if you already have a painting. So <laughs> you have to like, if you really like the character, go for it. But next year it might be someone you like better, so you have to you have to That's roll funny. the dice there. Oh, oh there, there we go. go. There's some of them. Oh, nice. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, so um, maybe it was more. I don't know how many I did now. I'm trying to think. It was a lot. I did a lot. I, it's somewhere between eight and twelve. It's some, did you learn like anything new during the whole process about the painting? Yeah, I mean, I I, I tried a lot of new stuff. Um, I tried quite a few different techniques. I was trying to do underpainting, which I never do. I was trying um, different combinations. I tried a whole new thing on mats. Um, I'd never done like a full body and I did two full bodies on mats, which was just something I was like, all right, I'm just gonna gonna see if this works or not, or if I'm just garbage at this. Um, (laughs) yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, that was, that was definitely the most, like between yours, yours, Matt, and, uh, the, the gears of war one I did was, was really, really different. That, those were two really different ones that, that, that kind of definitely pushed me. So what's an underpainting? Um, underpainting is usually when you do like um, like a black and gray version of the whole painting underneath. It's either you do it with like browns or sometimes with grays, like warms or, or cold colors. Hmm. Um, so you do like a whole, you basically do the whole painting one time in like monochrome and then you paint over it with color. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, which is just not how I usually work. Um, That's pretty cool though. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's how you're supposed to do it. That's not at all how I do it. Like, <laughs> I, work, I work completely ass backwards. Every, you know, like any version of, of painting that like anybody tells you how to do it, I don't do it that way. So, <laughs> do, well, do, you, do you have yeah. a favorite that you did? A favorite painting I've done? Yeah. Well, that's not fair. <laughs> um, I Huh? The Joker. I I really do love that Joker one. It was that that was like one of those ones where I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to give this one away. Like, <laughs> I'm um, surprised you did. <laughs> uh, I did it. Um, I I really I don't know if there's one particular one I really love. I only have one of mine like hanging up in my house that I like would not get rid of, and it's not even my favorite. I just I just hung it up in my house. Um. I don't know. I don't think there's a favorite. Uh, it, that would be that'd be unfair. I like. I think the newest one's always my favorite. So it might be Tessa's at this point because I think <laughs> like, new, like the newest one is always like yeah. the most advanced version. I so, love the like, colors that you did on it. That sky oh, was just unbelievable. That was what the Superman. Yeah. Yeah. That was that. Yeah, that was fun. That was like a that was a really fun project. Like that to putting that all together was was fun and like it was challenging. They're all kind of challenging. I'm not. I don't paint enough where it's like easy. You anymore. probably don't do the same thing twice either, right? Um, I mean, I've done more than one Wolverine, but other than that, I don't think I've done anybody twice. I had to do a Rogue painting twice because mm-hmm. um, I just hated the first one I did. So those are the only two I've done. I think twice. I've done you Wolverine. did a few Venoms too, right? I only did oh uh one Venom. I did one Venom, one Eddie Brock, Carnage, and then Cletus. And then, wow, I did a lot more paintings than I thought. <laughs> yeah, a couple months went by real quick, didn't it? Yeah, right? I, I, I'm, like, trying to think 
how many I did. I, I like said eight, and then I realized it only takes me like two or three days to do them. And I'm like, I definitely wow. did more than eight. So, so do, you, do you feel like doing something like that is, you know, compared to doing like, like doing tattoos that it's somewhat the same? I mean, does it help you in any way? Oh yeah, it, it definitely helps. Um, doing painting and, and it definitely helps me tattoo. I, I definitely think it's something that every tattooer should do. It, it certainly helps me with color mixing and picking stuff out. And there's all different types of things that you learn when you're painting that you, you just don't think about tattooing and vice versa. I actually, I paint pretty much how I tattoo. Hmm. So okay. it's, it's pretty similar, but it, it definitely helps. The, they both kind of feed each other really nicely, which is, which is nice. That's nice. awesome. Nice. Not picking my own, I have to say that that Doctor Doom you did for Grasshopper, that's like probably my second favorite. And I do love the Joker a lot, but like that Doctor Doom was amazing. Like that's a beautiful cover. Like that Doctor Doom you did for the Grasshopper event, it was just so beautiful. Yeah, thanks, man. I I really love that piece. That was the same thing. Like, but it's it's funny because both of those were giveaways, and I was like. Both of them are like, oh, I actually, my apprentice, well, not my apprentice anymore. He's a full-time artist now. Um, he's all grown up. Um, he's a, a spectacular painter. He's doing work for Magic the Gathering now, and he's absolutely amazing. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, he's sick. And uh, I actually commissioned a Doctor Doom from him before his apprenticeship started over a year ago. So that was like, I've always wanted a Doom. I always wanted a Doom painting, so. That's I, I like giving that one away was like oh, here, <laughs> it, like hurt me to like hand it over to. Uh... That's funny. <laughs> so, but it was it was cool. It's not. It's always nice. Like that stuff has good homes. Like I've seen, everybody's send sends me pictures of their stuff framed, and I'm always like, oh, they have such good homes. They're in. My, mine's at the framer as we speak. <laughs> I spared no expense on my frame. Like yeah, I, 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 saw, I, saw, I saw. You got like a velvet. Uh, it looks like a velvet crush. Like. Um, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and even the really, even the really frame nice. was even the frame was like overkill, but it just had it had to be done. Yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate it, man. It's it's so cool like to see all that stuff framed up and, and put out there. It's it's pretty trippy. Well, we definitely oh, hope yeah. that you do uh more paintings in the future and um we're gonna have to have you back on again because we want to do another full episode with you. But um Jim, you have that little scroll that we're gonna do for uh where to follow Mike caro at at undead inc and at there you go look at that so if you're on watching on the youtube you can uh, you can see what's flowing across but it's uh, on ig at m-c-a-r-r-o-t-a-t-t-o and the tattoo shop itself is at undead inc mike this was awesome yep. thank you again for joining us and we're gonna have you back soon thanks for being part thank of you. It, brother thanks guys thanks appreciate it all right, so we welcome back a former obscure character back on the show again. He's still obscure, but he's our buddy, Jeff B. He's back again for the 50th episode. We had to have all our buddies back. Uh, we're going to you know, talk about what he's up to, what his new obscure um, obsession is. <laughs> so uh, without further ado, take it away, Mr. Jeff. How you doing, man? Hey guys, thank you so much for having me again. Congratulations on 50, guys. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. That is, I honestly thought that you guys would have run out of stuff to say like <laughs> 20 episodes in. 
Jeff, that hurts me that you would ever no, think that I would run out of things to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a combination of words in the English language. So, congratulations, Latin, sir. <laughs> but that is that is that is awesome. That is awesome that you guys have come so far. So, thank you. Guys. So, what have you been up to? Uh, you know, same old, abiding by the lockdown, um, just sitting in and like really diving deep into uh, my DC and Marvel apps. Uh, I should have been doing that. I have not, unfortunately. Oh, man. Well, you're reading <laughs> actual books with no pictures. So That's correct. Far more impressive than. I don't even remember what those look like anymore. <laughs> I honestly, like, I neither do I. I mean, I know that, that The Hobbit has a graphic novel. So maybe <laughs> I'm gonna go find that actually. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty cool. A lot of the pictures. A lot of really cool pictures. That's awesome. Um, but thanks for having me back for the uh, throwback to the obscure episode. So. Yeah, you were like one of our first episodes. I, I think it was definitely within the first ten. Probably, probably. Yeah. So we, we tried to make sure that you know we got a combination of all you know our close friends plus the early episodes. Mm -hmm. And I guess because of the fact that we were very new. A lot of our early episodes did happen to be all our close <laughs> friends. So it worked out well. Um, yeah, yeah. But you guys have kind of expanded your range, unless you consider Vincent Cerzolo a close friend now. No, no. Well, I always have. We need to go way back. Yeah. It was actually episode 15. That was mine. Oh, his? Yeah. Oh, it's wow. Early. Yeah, it's so still yeah. early up in there. Very cool. So, Very what cool. obscure things are you into now, sir? So, like I said, I was uh, I'm doing a deep dive back into some of the DC comics that I I, I was I was reading in the past, and uh, I stumbled upon one of like my favorite comic books from back in the day. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, Secret Six. Yes. No? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, um, you guys have read all the whole all three volumes, um, and not and the New Fifty Two one, I guess. If you, if you no, no I've heard of it. it. I didn't say I've read. Okay. It. So <laughs> that, that team it was it was written by Gail Simone. Um, primarily Gail, no, I think all the issues were written by Gail Simone, including the New 52. Oh, wow. A lot of really cool artists on it, but it was this really great subversive comic book that uh, had this awesome mixture of, you know, well-known characters to kind of give the rub to these characters that not many people have heard of. Mm -hmm. So like completely down my alley. Um, <laughs> one of the best comic books that, I, that I, I've, I've read. I mean, it's all really? on wow. the app. So if you guys have the opportunity to read it, do it. But you get, um, you've got some commodities that are known um primarily you've got on the team bane and deadshot like oh. those are the two heavy hitters those are the guys that people recognize deadshot obviously you know not uh, uh not a a stranger to working with very uh, obscure yeah. characters from the suicide squad that's interesting those two together i don't think i've ever read a comic with that both of them in it before yeah I, you know the interplay between the characters is really great um because you know you have it's like this kind of recasting of Bane where he's he's uh, a more of an anti-hero kind of noble. Um, like, cause you know, he was always an intelligent bruiser. That was kind of his yeah. domain when he was, but like uh, he's, it really shows that he abides by this kind of code of honor. Um, and they really delve into that in the comics. Um, but so you've got those two characters on the team and then you've just got a bunch of guys that most people probably have never heard of. <laughs> Um, those are the ones we want to hear about. And these are the ones you want to hear about, obviously. So uh, the first, uh, one of the more prominent members of the team is Scandal Savage, uh, the daughter of Vandal Savage. Um, <laughs> so she's kind of the, uh, the strategist of the team. Um, also kind of a, a badass. Uh, uh, she uses the Blades of Lamentation. She was trained by her father, Vandal, from when she was like a very young girl. Hates her dad because Vandal's a piece of garbage. I mean... <laughs> Despite the fact that you know he's her father, total piece of garbage. <laughs> um, 
You've also got uh, Jeanette, who is made um, specifically for the comic, um, created by Gail Simone and I think uh, Nicola Scott, who is one of the artists on it. You guys probably know Nicola from her run on Wonder Woman uh, when the Rebirth stuff started. So she was one of the artists on, on, oh, on cool. one of my favorite artists. But Jeanette was um, a banshee that was like, it's, it's, it's more of an adult comic book. So she was this kind of sex crazed banshee. Uh, <laughs> that ended up shacking up with a dead shot for the majority of the series. So that was a lot of fun. Good for him. Yeah, good for dead <laughs> I mean, it's good to see someone with that kind of mustache getting laid on the regular. <laughs> I um, didn't realize he had a mustache. Oh, dude, it's like old school, like 70s Ron Jeremy. Uh, so, that's awesome. And I don't know how many people are going to get that reference <laughs> uh, that listen to your show. I hope not many. because 50, they don't 50. Know that. <laughs> um, Who else? Uh, Catman. Is one of the best characters oh, wow. books, and yeah, Catman's. Uh, he's recasted in this. I mean, obviously, you know, he's known as a, a kind of a parody of Batman when he's. Well, first- he's like a Golden Age character, right? Does he? Silver Age. Silver Age. Oh, he's Silver. I, yeah. He wasn't in any Golden Age stuff. He might have been, but from what I can recall, he was like a Silver Age Batman villain, um, mm-hmm. who's kind of you know not used very often after his first couple of initial appearances, <laughs> uh, because of the obvious like. How interesting is it going to be some guy throwing a catarang at some guy? (laughs) So not that much fun, but, um, and he was used in the, I think the late nineties or early two thousands as a green arrow foil. But at that point he was like super overweight and no villains took him seriously. (laughs) Ripping off Batman's, uh, Batman's gimmick. Um, But they kind of recast him as like this anti-hero, um, like kick-ass dude loses a ton of weight. And becomes like one of the leaders of the uh, of the Secret Six. Just this great character, super brutal, actually manages to go toe to toe with Batman. Um, because I think Nicholas, uh, Nick, uh, excuse me, Gale's goal was to kind of elevate these characters and do a lot more with them, um, which is really cool. Then you have um, Ragdoll, who is the son <laughs> of Ragman. Uh, I love these names. A golden. Yeah, you probably have not rec- will not recognize any of these characters. <laughs> But a ragdoll is the son of um, a Golden Age villain. Um, I think he was a villain to the original Green Lantern, Alan Scott. Um, but like his powers are very odd um, in that he's just like a some kind of like he's just a dirty rag. He's kind of like I mean he's definitely dirty, but like he's kind of like a, 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 a he's like a circus performer, I guess. That's kind of his jam, like a very flexible circus performer. So. Um, you know, he's kind of the, he's kind of the, the, uh, the acrobat of the group. Okay. Um, and then you've also got some other kind of well-known characters. Mad Hatter was a member of the team. Um, Killer Shark was a member of the team also, who's actually kind of grown in prominence. Yeah. Now he's because, up. Yeah. He's featured. I mean, he's featured in what, what is he's in? He was in the, an episode of the flash or two and then yeah. the Harley. Well, now he's going to be in the Suicide Squad movie and the ge- and the game. So okay, so yeah, see, there yeah. you go. Okay, so I think like the popularity of Killer uh, King Shark. I mean, you know, kind of an obscure super uh, super boy villain. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, and then you know, I think he might have faced off with Aquaman a couple times. I don't know, Jim. Is that the like? Would you know if that's the case? Yeah, the Aquaman villain too. Yeah. Um, but he's this great character also. Um, that they they use a lot of um, and uh the team gets really random. There's a parademon, like a no-named parademon that's on the team. <laughs> like like um, parademon, like number 77? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no name, just kind of numbered. Um, he's there. 
You know um, what? Because you read all this cool, obscure stuff, I think mm -hmm. we're, we're going to be starting up our book club again. We're not going to do it live, but okay. I think we're going to have you join us for one episode. For when we kick it back off, because you have so many like interesting reads, we're, we're going to have you join us. For Absolutely. That. I think that's a good idea. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. Yeah. Be an honor, guys. Yes, uh, you're going to pick the book. Oh, I'm going to pick the book. Yeah. So now um, things are going to get real weird. Yeah, things are going to get real. Oh, man. We're going Grand Morrison weird. Uh, oh, so God. we have a little less than a minute left now. So mm -hmm. did, did you want to plug anything? We, we we don't want to give out how to get into contact with you, right? You don't want people contacting you. No, no. <laughs> Just, we'll we'll, we'll send out his address in the notes. And everyone, if you want to find where Jeff lives, you can just go and talk to him. There. My social media <laughs> footprint is very small, and I prefer to keep it that way. Well, I can just back off of the fame of you guys. Like, I don't That's actually fine. Be, That's fine. You can I don't be, be talented. Vicariously through us. All right, exactly, exactly. Right. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you for being a part of the fiftieth episode. Thank you, you know, for being uh, our friend who has all this knowledge on obscure stuff. And um, <laughs> it won't be the last people are see of you. So uh, <laughs> thank we'll you so much, you. guys. Good stuff. Absolutely. Thanks, man. And again, congratulations, guys. Like Thanks, it's a big feat to hit fifty. So you know, yeah, kudos you, to keep putting out that quality content. Um, and uh, I'll keep waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're welcoming back a very good friend of ours. Comes from a very talented gene pool of uh, of people. I mean, his uh, one of his brothers is a pretty amazing musician and DJ artist. Another brother was just in a movie this past summer, uh, King of Staten Island. He co-starred in it, right? Very funny comedian. And but the most favorite one out of that whole family is definitely Mr. Tom Velez because he does comic book art and those other guys don't. Well, I appreciate you being so kind about that. I thought you were going to go the other way. And then, <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, if you did something different, then we'd be mean. But we can't be we can't be mean to people who draw cool stuff in comics. Oh, thank you. So how have you been, Tom? What have you been up to? Uh, I've been good. I've been busy. Um, Texas, obviously. I, I know. Like, you're the first person who doesn't live. You're probably the biggest change we've had out of everyone we're going to interview. Yeah, you don't even live in the same state. Anymore. I feel like I did the, the the first interview with you guys like weeks, like almost like a week or two before I left. And I was like, I have to get back to packing. Because <laughs> we're moving yeah. in like a few days. But yeah. Um, well, we just bought a house back in in March, so oh, nice. that's where I am now. Yeah, that's why it's so naked back there. Awesome. <laughs> that's yeah. all right. It looks great. Yeah. You know, you know what? We'll, we'll we'll draw something in later in post post production. Okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll write blank then and make it very yeah. easy for the green screen. There you I actually go. have all my stuff like here and there and in front of me. So just out of view. <laughs> yeah. I can't see it behind me. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah. But uh, things have been good. Things have been super busy. Um, been like kind of all over the place in terms of work. But uh, fortunately, I've been busy during this whole pandemic, which is always good, especially when you just buy a house. So yeah, uh, of course. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it's been good. Awesome. So, have you been working on a comic? specific stuff <laughs> that you can uh, share <laughs> yeah i so obviously um I, I worked on that suicide squad game i did some work for it i didn't work on it yes. Ooh, um, nice yeah um I, I mean at this point you know as much as i i do about the okay. game yeah because i mean it was very uh very tight lip but um i got to do some concept art for the ad campaign um 
So, but I don't know if that's the one they're going to go with. They were happy with it, so they hired me for more stuff like later on. Oh, wow. um, but for I, so the company that hired me, they're the ad agency, and they hired me for two more games that I did work for. Right. Nice. Yeah, nice. That's yeah. all right. Well, we'll come but, back to you later when it's time. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you after. <laughs> that's exciting so, so are you allowed to so when you worked on like the stuff that you did was it just that kind of background stuff or was it character or was it both it was full-blown concept with environments with like characters um i think i did five four or five of them i can't remember because the the timeline on the project was so tight that i just had to knock them out send them through <laughs> this around the next one so i'm confident i did four i might have did five and um yeah it was like it wasn't just like character design it was like a full-blown like what you would see as like an outside like poster or something like that that's well, cool well yeah. when those if those do come out you just let us know and we'll brag about being your friend yeah <laughs> like, <we know> <laughs> <guys> <laughs> <Julie>. <laughs> yeah i mean i saw the superman when they put it out and mine was nothing like that so i don't <laughs> continue going with that but um that's it was cool. a lot of fun and it, it was really cool that's cool yeah, awesome. And, and I've done some comic pitch stuff, but I don't think it's stuff that it's ever seen the light of day. Um, yeah, it, it was for like an indie comic. I had to write down all the stuff I did because I quickly forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did this. Um, it's been a couple months. Yeah, it has been a couple months. But um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I did this during our first interview as well because whenever anybody asks, like, so what are you been up to? I'm just like, uh, I've been drawing, I've been working. <laughs> I, just I did stuff, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did the those three video games, and I've been doing stuff for Blue Point again. Um, oh, yeah, I did see some stuff come out for that. Yeah, that was really I did. Cool. At this point, it's four. It was three cans for Lit, and then I did the IPA redesign, and I'm going to do more stuff with them, and then uh, more ad agency stuff. I did some stuff for a kid's animation studio. Um, that oh, nice soon yeah, that was just like poster work and um what else? what else i've just been working a lot i haven't been do, do i haven't done so much like marvel or dc stuff lately because i've done a bunch of it and since i don't know the next time i'll be at convention um yeah <laughs> yeah that's good so i'm kind of focusing on more of my own stuff so i've been working like it's crazy i think i did like the sixth episode of your show I still haven't shown anything from the stuff I've done. In the <laughs> so, but I do have plenty of stuff. I've been working on it every night. Um, so like I'll work during the day on client stuff and then at night I'll just work on my own stuff and that's what I've been doing. So, that's cool. Yeah. Um, hopefully I start putting stuff out on that soon, but I want to get like enough stuff where I can kind of promote like a Kickstarter or something. Cool. So this is like a, a passion part, like a creator owned project. Yeah. 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 Ooh. Yeah. I'm so, really excited about. Yeah, I got a whole. You just let us know when it is. That's all we need to yeah, do. Yeah, that's just last time. I've, I've already, <laughs> I've already bought it. I don't even know what it is. Yeah, so you can count on us, and we know at least ten people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll make sure to get some original art your way too. You know, oh, yeah. like, yeah. like that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll make it worth our while. <laughs> yeah, but um, things are super busy. I mean, I've been very lucky um, throughout this pandemic. Uh, like, see, you guys are distancing in your own homes right now. 
Yeah, we we did one show together. Actually, um, Toy Story wasn't there, but um, JJ's been working on his studio a little bit. So uh, we had one with one of the other Toms, Tom Polari, Mm -hmm. and uh, we did we did a quick show there. But you know, we've been trying to been trying to be good and you know, you know, stay separated. It's good. I mean, we're the only people that really get together anyway, so it's not like. Yeah, you guys have dinner every week anyway, so it's just, it's just <laughs> we haven't had one in such a long time. We yeah. tried; uh, we might try this this week. We'll see what happens. So, uh, over this pandemic, have you? So, you've been more. Do you think you've been more busier than if there was no pandemic? I don't know. Is I got really nervous when I first started because I had to cancel all my shows. I think I canceled. Yeah. I did. I did see two e two, and that was like right at the beginning, and everything mm-hmm. was very weird there, um, like. I was avoiding shaking hands, but then there's like, sometimes you just forget. And yeah. then like, oh, I hear people getting sick, so why don't we just not? And like, that was, that's how early it was. And then as yeah. soon as I got back, it really kicked off. And I was like, I canceled all those shows. And I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, that was a source of income. But then um, I just kept working. And now I was wondering like, would it have been able to even take all those jobs if I was doing all the conventions? So it's like a weird kind of like, back and forth. Um, uh, I've been kind of nonstop and I'm very lucky. I know that's a very fortunate thing to do and not everybody uh, has had that luck, but um, yeah, I've I've been working nonstop. So I don't know if I would have been able to do conventions and I don't know, maybe I'm just, that's the only luck I'm gonna get this year for 2020 where (laughs) I get some work, but um, it's been, yeah, I've been very, very busy. So um, that's good. Yeah, hopefully I could start showing more stuff uh, as the year goes by when things get announced. But things have been pushed back. So um, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's gotta be the most annoying thing on the planet where you're doing some stuff but you can't show it to anybody. Or share, right? yeah. Share. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. why I do it night. I feel like if I if I if all I had was the stuff that I couldn't show, I'd kind of go crazy. But I <laughs> my own stuff and. I like earlier today I took a break and just did some like uh, portrait studies and stuff just for myself, which will eventually go into the new art book that I'm also working on. Uh, yeah. Cause I want to, I sold out my first one and I want to do another one. I have like, I think three books of sketches and stuff and just put all the paintings and stuff I've been doing. So that's oh, awesome. very cool. Yeah. yeah. Work it. Right, well, I don't know what we're, we're, we're gonna have to uh, have a full blown episode again when you can start talking about it. <laughs> yeah, <stuff>. exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, absolutely. for now, you know, everyone make sure to follow our buddy uh, Tom Velez on at the Tom Velez. Right. <laughs> and, uh, I want to get the vampire. Oh, is there anything else you're working on you want to share before we go? Or um, no, just follow me on Instagram. That's where we're gonna be posting all my stuff. Um, I know I'm forgetting something big. I can't remember what it is right now. And follow um, us too, because we'll blow it up once once Tom shares it. Yeah. <laughs> but well, uh, we'll spitfire it out there. Yeah. Thank, and, thank and, you. What, what's yeah. that, Jamie? Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, I just want to say congratulations again for your 50th. Thank you. That's thank uh, you. no small feat. And like we a lot of podcasts. you coming on with us. Oh, absolutely. A lot of podcasts taper off after three. So 50s. Uh, after three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've had our moments. Yeah. <laughs> We've come close, I think. I'll be back for the hundredth one when you're. If you want to talk to me again, I don't know. Hopefully, I'm not still working on the same stuff that I, uh, I've been promising for this long. So, yeah, it's funny. But it, this has been fun. Thank you, guys. I appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, man. All right, thank you.
right, for this segment, we're going to bring on Billy Tucci, uh, the world's famous Billy Tucci. He world was uh, famous. What? World famous. You were like one of our, like, I think of the first, one of the first 10 episodes to come on our show. And you've been a very, you know, you've been supportive of us since the very beginning. So uh, we thought bringing you in on our 50th uh, episode uh, would have been, a, you know, is a great idea. So, you know, tell us, what have you been doing since the last time you were on our show? I know you've got a lot of things going on. Yeah. First of all, congratulations, boys, on your 50th show. Uh, well done, TC. JJ, I like that. <laughs> I should be BT in mine. There you go. Uh, yeah, no, um, man, yeah, I was. I remember I was on one of your first, very first shows. I was honored to be asked. You know, as as I can, as you know, I'm a fan. So Thank you. Uh, I just, um, just uh, I've been busting my butt. I mean, I think when I first came on, we didn't even launch Zombie Sami yet. I don't think. No, you didn't. Uh, yeah. So now, you know, now we're fulfilling the She Return the Warrior. Uh, I just finished page 22 of She Haikyo, which is launching October 6th on Indiegogo and, and Kickstarter. Um, and uh, so that book will be done. The, all the art will be done with that book by the time we launch. Um, that's our goal is have all the black and white art done, everything lettered, and most of the book colored, and then have the color, the, the book finished being colored um, in the, uh, you know, during the campaign for the 30 days of the campaign. And they get that sucker right out and go to press. Nice. And we will put the February ship date, but we're shooting to get it out, um, you know, in, in January and more more likely in December for Christmas. And then we go on to our next one and go on to the next campaign. And we'll be doing three campaigns next year, um, one of which will be a dual campaign. It'll be the secret, our secret project, which follows up Shihaikyo, but uh, one of the levels of that one of the rewards will be the uh 464 page she way the warrior omnibus edition wow so big hardcover you oh, know nice first cool. 16 17 issues of she or something and tomo thrown in there that's great that's so you, you, your late your latest success has been miss fury right so i mean that's yeah. That is huge, and it's still going on. You're still working on it. Yep, the atmosphere is now in demand. Uh, I believe it's in demand mode, and uh, that launches through. Uh, it's uh, the atmosphere is a book by myself and Maria Laura Sanipo, uh, with CC Dela Cruz uh, as our colorist. Maria Laura Sanipo on art. I'm writing it. CC Dela Cruz is our colorist. Uh, Mindy Lopkin is our designer, and it's it's amazing. It's coming out so great. Uh, we've got, um, I guess, got more pages in today. And Maria's a machine. She's already in the 20s, you know, and for a book coming out in February. And uh, she's, uh, it's it's amazing. I have, you know, I'm, it's it's a true honor to be bringing back Miss Fury, this iconic character that, you know, the first thing you do when you see her is like, wow, she looks like Catwoman. And, you know, <laughs> you know Catwoman looks like her because, uh, <laughs> you know, she debuted in, you um, Catwoman debuted in 1939, but she was just a, a woman in a dress with a cat Halloween mask, it looked like. Miss Fury debuted in 1941 with that beautiful, sleek black cat suit um, with the ears. I mean, I mean, geez, you look at uh, from what Batman the Animated Series or the later incarnations of Catwoman or in Tim Burton's Batman Returns, that's all Miss Fury. Yeah. And uh, it was the first comic book character published uh, first published comic book action hero comic character created by a woman. Because um, I don't want to say it's the first one ever created by a woman, but it's the first one that was published by June Tarpe Mills. Uh, it was in the Sunday strips and then timely collected in these massive volumes. 
um, and she ran from 1941 to 1952, and it, it, it's, you know, the, the, it's, it's one of the most influential comic characters of all time, and, uh, you know, sadly, Miss, you know, Tarfe Mills, for the most part, has been forgotten in the annuals of comics, you know, herstory, if you will, I guess history, but we're going to change that to herstory and tell, uh, tell her story and, and honor June Tarpe Mills. Uh, the story I crafted, the Joy Division, is set in World War II, where Miss Fury is sent to Germany um, to capture the head of the Joy Division. And for those of you that people that don't know what the Joy Division is, the Joy Division was the, um, I guess you can, a good way to do it is that when the, the Jewish women were herded out of the ghettos for the work camps, because as the war went on, they needed to ramp up production. If you looked a certain way, you were sent to the right, which was the death camp, the work camp. If you looked another way, the ones that the, the commandant or, and the, or these female the SS officers felt that were more uh, attractive, they were sent to the left and they were sent through work through Camp Joy. And these women were basically uh, coiffed. They were um, uh, dre you know, dressed beautifully, fed well, taught, uh, taught you know, etiquette, all this, and then turned into sex slaves for the German army. And these women were repeatedly raped. And in many, in many ways, they suffered fates worse than death. And it's a, it's a loss, you know, similar, you know, not, not unlike June Tarpe Mills, but far more horrific, obviously. But it's one of the most forgotten tragedies in world history. And uh, with our story, Miss um, Fury is sent to capture the head of the Joy Division, hmm. bring it back so they could bring it back a war crime, so the world could know what, what, what they did. Wow. I'm very, I'm very excited about it. Wow, sounds like a great story. I can't wait to read it. There's so much great stuff in it. Um, hang on a second. I think my kids. Yeah. There's so much great stuff in it. Um, we've got you know air battles with P50 with with P47 Thunderbolts against the old XP5 Grumman you know skyrockets that the uh, the what you call it's used the um, the 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 Blackhawks and and we have uh, you know she's you know she parachutes into into Germany. But first, she's in France fighting German snipers, and it, it, it's you know we got Hemingway in it. We got all these great. It's gonna be <laughs> That's and, awesome. Uh, it's and then what she ends up doing though is that she ends up liberating some of the women of the Joy Division, dressing her in in her Miss Fury costumes, and we explain how that happens, and then turning them into the Black Furies, which mm -hmm. was Miss Fury's original name, turning them into the Black Furies, and uh, they they. Go on a vengeance spree, a la Inglorious Bastards against the Nazis. That yep. sounds amazing, and that, and that could be its own spin-off comic book. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. we got a contract to write it. <laughs> hey, I'm excited. I know I I uh, I pledged the uh, the uh, one of the sheets, one of the original arts. So I'm hoping to get a good sheet. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. So but, yeah, it's it's one. So I'm just adjusting my arm. Oh, here. you're good. Um, so it's it's a. Uh, I'm so excited. I'm so proud of it. That's you know, great. having Miss Fury going on, uh, doing another project, a secret project. We have a crowdfunded campaign, which I guess will be Kickstarter with two huge comic book greats. That's later on in 2021. Um, and uh, just doing my campaigns. And I got to be honest with you, you know, doing creator own work again. And not saying that Miss Fury is creator own work, obviously, because it's it's created by June Tarpe Mills. But to have the freedom to 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 do your own original stories and then work on these uh, these amazing characters and have the and, and specifically in Miss Fury story, uh, uh, Miss 
is to have uh, June Tarpe Mills' family giving us their blessing and going wholeheartedly supporting it and behind it and loving it. And uh, it's, man, it's turned out to be a great year, buddy. Great year. That's, that's amazing. I can't wait to read it. It sounds really good, all the stuff. We're, we're definitely excited for all of it. And we really appreciate you joining us. I know we have to have you on for another full episode. We have, uh, we have all your contact information down there so people can find you. Um, at Billy Tucci on IG, Facebook, um, and and of course you you do the YouTube ch channel at uh, Pop XP, right? Not my not my partner now, Scal and I. We have the Pop XP, and that yeah, we're, we're coming on to our two hundredth episode. Ooh, nice! Congratulations, as ever. Well, even though we kind of went over two hundred episodes, but we're, <laughs> we're having our celebration episode two hundred. That's, That's awesome. a lot of big, lot of fun. The Pop XP, you know, originally started off as crowdfunding comics. But we've really expanded it. We still have our crowdfunding comics episode, one episode every week. But we've expanded to cover, you know, actors and people in the entertainment industry. And uh, this this month is a lot of fun. We have our great ladies' night, uh, which went over really well, which was uh, uh, pretty in ink, I guess, if you call it. And it's with female comic creators or female um, cosplayers and, and women who are in comics. And that's a great show. It's it's got my wife. It's got Francesca Polito, Brian Polito's wife. It's my you know my wife Deborah. We have uh, Trina Robbins scheduled to come on with with the gals. Um, who else? A uh, couple of other uh, comic creators. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. And that's this that's month. Awesome. That's this Friday. No, no, no. That's uh, that's probably the twenty fifth. I think that's the day after our two hundredth episode. All right. Uh, so yeah, we got to mark your calendars. Yeah, and then the twenty sixth, <laughs> we have our, our cool uh, uh, a century of horror. Where I have it's myself, Brian Polito, Graham Nolan, Stephen Peros, my writer on on She Haikyo and 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 on She and and a couple of screenwriters, Hollywood screenwriters, famous. And we just we go through the decades of horror film. That's cool. And and uh, this next episode later on this month on the twenty sixth is uh, nineteen thirty to nineteen thirty four. The rise of the Universal Monsters. So that's cool. Just fun oh, that's stuff cool. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Well, we're gonna have to have you back on. We'd love to have you yeah. back on uh, for a full show because you. We love talking to you. You always got a lot to say, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we, we want right. to say thank you again, though, Billy. Guys, good luck with them. Looking forward to another fifty more. And uh, anytime you'd want me on, it's an honor. I loved it. You guys helped me out, like when I was launching the, uh, I think the American Crusade apparel. Absolutely. That, that, and you guys had me on to talk about that. So thank you for that. And if I can come back on when we do She Haikyo and. And all Absolutely. the other stuff I have, I'd, I'd be honored to talk Miss Fury, talk she, whatever. You got Thank it, brother. You. All right. All right. Have talk a good night. Later. Hopefully, I'll see you guys when we have a fulfillment party. There we go. Yep. Well, on the 19th and 20th of October, we're going to have a big fulfillment party. So, <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. All right. So, we're welcoming back none other than Tom Travers, our MVP interview guest. Uh, Tom is, I think this is the fifth time Tom is joining us. Um, we had to obviously have him for the 50th episode. Um, we're going to get an update. He actually has a ton of stuff to update us on. Battle skull specific stuff that we've pushed him for for so long. So I'm just going to stop talking now and let you take it away, Tom. All right. Let's hear it. Uh, well, first of all, congratulations, guys, on the thank 50th you. episode. Thank That's you. Awesome, awesome milestone. Um, and thank you for having me back. It's always super fun to be on the show. Um, yeah, as far as Battle Skull, um, yeah, I got a, f a few nice things that are finally uh, coming to <laughs> fruition <laughs> after so much, uh, you know, me talking about it. But um, 
So I, uh, I created my own studio name. Finally, we're calling, I'm calling it a uh, horned helm, um, studios. And under that imprint, I'm going to be finally releasing horned helm studios presents number one, which will be, um, the first full color comic book, uh, appearance of battle skull. Um, yeah, so that's, that's pretty big. Um, and it's very close to ready. Um, you know, I, I know I've, said that several times in the past but this is for <laughs> it's for real now it's it's so close i can taste it um so i'm not giving an official release date but i'm going to say fall you know so we're in fall pretty much so we're, we're really close and then once i have a firm date i'll start hyping that more yes thank you i always appreciate you guys with the, the extra uh hype and boosts and stuff really appreciate it um as long as we get the first three up issues, the first yeah. three, like I don't care who's number one, two, remark, or three. remark signature. Yeah, very yeah. first ones. Like. Yes, absolutely. I would love to do uh, remarks and everything. Love all that stuff. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited to get finally get the book uh, printed, and um, that's really the biggest uh, release that's coming forth. Um, and I'm really happy to finally put that to bed and say, here it is, guys. You can read it, check it out. Um, and then, you know, after that, there will, there will be more Battle Skull stuff. He'll have his own series. Horned Helm Studios presents number one, which has, it has three Battle Skull stories within it. It's short stories. Um, but there's going to be some other intellectual properties of mine in there as well. So it's like an anthology book. Um, so it'll have a few, few fun little uh, other properties that I came up with too in there. So it's, it's just going to be a cool book. I'm excited, really excited to share it with people and get it in front of people and everything. Awesome. So. And how are you yeah. distributed? Just curious. Um, right now it's going to be, you know, pretty grassroots. I'm just going to, you know, print it myself and uh, advertise it everywhere that I can through social media. And I will, you know, I'll handle, you know, any orders or anything like that myself for now. Um, you know, it's weird without conventions. I, I would have loved to have get this got this thing around in a couple of the, the comic book stores too yeah like Grasshopper best i mean yeah. they'll definitely take a bunch and you know yeah. push them out. yep totally yeah i've been talking to uh, the guys at grasshoppers about it for a while you know i've been saying you know when i have my book i'm gonna have to bring it in here you know so <laughs> now, so i set them awesome. up and now you know so yeah Dude, I, I i'm beyond excited to, to hear that you know I the know. fact that you this is happening and we're actually going to battle skull uh <laughs> real comic book the first appearance it's just it's really cool and we're i'm definitely really happy for you you know thanks man thank you we can never say um you know a bad thing about tom travers and his art <laughs> And you are always welcome on this show. Uh, I appreciate it. I think we've put out like seven co-host uh, offers at this point. So right. I think we might be kicked off our own show pretty soon. We love having you on. You have like great insight uh, on the industry as a whole. So thank you uh, for joining us. So much. Yeah, it's always awesome to come on here and stuff. So. so do you already have a second issue in the works? Um, I've got, well, after Hornhelm, Studios presents number one. I will. My my plan moving forward is, I'm going to continue to use that title to be like an anthology for short stories and things like that. And then I'm going to do the Battle Skull proper like solo series. That'll be a separate comic book. Battle Skull number series. one. Yeah, Battle Skull number one. So nice. That, you know that's still forthcoming, but you know uh, Horned Helm Studios presents has very substantial battles come material in it finally are you you're writing and and doing the art yeah it's all it's all me right now um you know i'd love to collaborate with 
writers in the future if I could, you know, people who are interested in writing. I'd, I'd love to bounce ideas back and forth. I don't consider myself a proficient writer, but I, I do my best. So, you know, coming up with my own stuff. And uh, yeah, it's all me right now. I've teamed up with some digital colorists to help me with the colors and um, a professional letterer to help me with the lettering, uh, trying to just make the production values as, as high as I could. So I uh, nice. brought, brought in some talented people to help me make it look uh, presentable. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you guys dig the results and uh, we'll get them out to people. I'm sure we will. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, I honestly can't wait. <laughs> So can you tell us anything, anybody else, or is it going to be a surprise what other characters it's going to feature? Um, I mean, it's uh, nobody would know what they are because they're, they're brand, it's my own stuff. So it's just like uh, I've got a couple of – it's just fun fun little properties that I came up with you know, a couple of years ago, and I wanted to flesh them out. Um, they're like uh, you know, science fiction fantasy stuff with some fun monsters, awesome monster designs. That's what I'm always – uh, you know, happy to draw. So my stories tend to focus around that kind of stuff. It's all yeah. like, it's all stuff that plays to my strengths. So <laughs> yeah, I, it's funny. I, anytime I see someone get some like like gnarly looking monster, like I think I you did like a clay face for someone, and I've had you do yeah. like Doomsday and like yep. Bane. I was like, that just fits your style so well. Like that, like huge, you know, like hulking characters. Yeah, like monsters. It's it's cool. It's because again, like I mean, we've said this so many times. You have like such a. I guess a niche, like the type of drawing you do. Cause I really don't see anybody else who has like a really similar style to yours. And it's just like, it's so unique. And I think that's why, especially when you're at shows, like, and you have like all your, your um, prints out is like, it's so like eye catch is like, wow. Like you, you do all these yeah. cool characters, but in like a very unique, unique way. Like you can still tell who they are, but it's kind of like not, not something that you see like everyone drawing like the same cookie cutter way, I guess. Right. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, man. I appreciate that. That's awesome. But um, so I guess at this point, I think there's probably someone who can really tell us who Battle Skull is better than anyone here. Yeah, yeah. So I I think we'll let this, and it is a gentleman. I think I think we should let this gentleman tell us who he is. Jim, would you do the honors, sir? Long ago, in a realm of magic, monsters, and gallant heroes, a warrior named Cormac Gravestone made a desperate bargain for his very soul and a chance at revenge. The dark wizard Tempest deceived Cormac, imprisoning his spirits inside a wretched skeletal body. Battle Skull was born. In time, Battle Skull won his freedom from Tempest's control. He became a hero and adventurer, <laughs> fighting for good and seeking to reclaim his lost humanity. His legendary deeds inspired the immortal battle cry Battle Skull, battle through! That's amazing. So anyone who doesn't know who that was, that was Larry Kenny, correct? Yes. And he was the voice of Lionel from the classic ED series. That was amazing that you got him to do that. that was really yeah. Cool. Yeah, that, that was just totally blown away that he did that for me. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> so did you did you write that? And then he just uh he, Yeah. Yeah, I was just amazed at how um because that came out great. Yeah, yeah. He, he nailed it. I just, yeah, I wrote it and um, just sent him an email. I was like, hey, you know, I'm a big fan and yeah, and everything else. And he was like, sure. And he just did, you know, he, yeah. So he, I was amazed by his generosity and everything and his participation. It was just super, super fun to work with. And I was, yeah, I was 
just so blown away. That's amazing. For me, yeah, I grew up with Thundercats. Obviously, I'm a huge fan. Of, yeah, it's huge for you. Yeah, <laughs> his voice is just like, you know, it's like, wow. I just, you know, talking about my character and stuff, too, which is just, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. So, so you've got weird, right? So now you've got somebody. So when the, you know, the cartoon comes out, there's yeah. the voice of the new character. There you go. Yeah. He's all re- Battle Skull's all ready for Saturday morning. That's it. Nice. I know. I can already, I- I'm already trying to sell the toys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got my little, the Battle Skull figurine is, um, I'm re I'm reissuing these a little. I have a few more that I'm. Gonna... Oh well, I never got one. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never got one. No, I didn't get one. <laughs> so, so you can, can hold that one for limited release. But I yeah, I'm gonna be with with the books and uh, you know I'm gonna be doing uh, I'm gonna reissue the figurine and the uh, I've got trading card. I just did battle skull trading card. I don't know. Oh, how that's that awesome. You guys can see it, but that's cool. trading card. Yeah, I don't have awesome. one of those. No, yeah, we got we have one of those too. Yeah, I just had this made up. So just awesome. yeah, promotional stuff. You know, we live in the age of like, just do it yourself. Yep. You know? You're right. You're right. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? You know, I'm not going to. Why, why should I bank on a uh, you know, one, <laughs> one in a million chance that some studio is going to like, you know, pick up your property based on a, you know, a pitch? You're wrong, dude. Yeah. All right. So we're going to do something cool now. Look, we're going to flash all your information at the bottom mm-hmm. here. Sweet. If you if yeah, there you go. Follow Tom Travers IG at Tom Travers right, and there you go. And if there's any other way, yeah, I think you're working on a website too. You said right? Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna. I'm trying to get a good website together, and I'm I'm tempted to go back to my blog. I miss my blog, so (laughs) it's just simple, simple way to communicate. But I do have a blog and stuff, and yeah, we'll have some things uh, put together soon. You know, well, thank you again for joining us. Thank you again for being part of the 50th. Uh, I'm sure this won't be the last time you'll be on Don't Indeed. Feed the Geeks. <laughs> Always welcome. Uh, good luck with everything with the book. I can't wait to read it and have it and get my uh, remarked issue. Awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> thank you guys so much and congratulations. And uh, yeah, psyched to you know be on the show again down the road. It's always a lot of fun. And thanks for having me and everything. So Thanks, buddy. Thank thanks, appreciate buddy. it. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good one. All right, bye. <laughs> Well, we're welcoming back an infamous guest, our buddy Tom P. Oh, we're calling him Bat Tom tonight. Bat Tom. If you're watching, you'll see the, the moniker under his name. He's Bat Tom. But um, he was recently on our statue episode uh, not too long ago, our statue and hot toys and all that kind of stuff. But uh, he was on one of our very first episodes uh, to talk about the the Batman at when uh, Detective One Thousand launched all those many moons ago, and um, although we couldn't get the Bojo to join him, we got the better half and uh, Mister Bat. Where where is the better half? I'm looking. I don't see it. No, we're talking about half of your face, not not. Oh. So Tom, what's been going on with Batman? What what do you like? What do you not like? Uh, share, share your bat thoughts. I'm, I am still reading the new comics. I have been enjoying them. They're all pretty good. Uh, Do you, you know, have a preference over Detective or Batman? I usually lean more towards Detective. Ooh. Uh, always been a preference. Is Batman still Bruce Wayne? Yes. Okay. Confirmed. How long before they change that again? I do not know. So is Catwoman pregnant? Uh, maybe... Does she have one or a whole litter? That's the good thing. Oh, that's, that's true. That's well, going by, by cat anatomy, I think she can only have two. Siamese twins? <laughs> Could be. Oh, that's interesting. 
the, yeah, uh, a new a new villain, the Siamese twin. There it is. Now, you, I'm calling now, it now. You? I res- I I expect royalties if that comes out to be true. <laughs> now, since Hush already cut out her heart once, you think he would steal the children? This is a big one. Do you think he shows back up? Anything's possible. I didn't know about the heart cut. Was that during the Hush series? Uh, yeah. After the series, he makes his return in Heart of Hush. And uh, yeah, he, I never read Heart of Hush. I only I, read Hush. He uh, yeah, he cuts out her heart, and uh, Zatanna has to like preserve her basically until they're you know able to put it back. That's great. Oh, that that should be a uh, that should be a book club book maybe. Yeah, it's uh. Yeah, so we're gonna bring back book club, but it's not gonna be live. So if that, if you're if you're pushing that book, we might do that one. Okay, I can do that. Your book. We because I didn't know there was a heart of Hush, so that's interesting. Yeah, that's, that's so, it's a pretty good one. I, I, you know what? Hush really became one of those characters. Like, oh, he was a big hit this time. Let's keep pushing him. But I liked it. Yeah, fairly good. Good. <laughs> fairly good. Uh, so also, I know. Yeah, have you done ahead. Tower of Babel? Also a great Batman story. What was it? Tower of Babel. No. Ooh, good one. All right. All right. Well, have you on for all the bad issues? Yes, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> Me and Bojo. So what's the latest news on movies? Batman movies? Uh, well, it got shut down again. <laughs> Literally like two weeks after they started, right? <laughs> right. They started, they started Robert Pattinson has COVID, so they stalled production. Hopefully, you know, wishing him a speedy recovery. Hopefully he's okay. <laughs> yeah, I hope he's fine. But never that, that trailer, was, uh, trailer was pretty sick. Yeah. I'll say to to say the least. <laughs> uh could did you guys see the uh the motion the capture of Colin Farrell as penguin? Didn't even know it was him. No, I didn't know it was him either. And someone uh pointed out there's an actor, he was on um he was on that show with like Michael J. Fox where he was like he worked in like the lawyer office, like Spin City, City or something like that. But there's an actor on there with that uh, his name is Richard Kind. Oh yeah. I'm pretty sure they could have just got Richard Kind to play that because they basically made oh, yeah. look like Richard Kind. I was like, hmm, probably would have been cheaper to go this route. <laughs> I mean at this point, yeah, but yeah. I mean there's only there's only so many perfect character actors that you can get to do this. Like Danny DeVito can only show up once as the penguin. That's true. Casting. That's true. You know, just like uh What's his name? Can only play the Green Goblin once, and they didn't even use his face. Sadly, Willem Dafoe. Man yeah. has a face for you know. Man has villains. Face. It'd be a great Joker. He's, He's got the face yeah. for it. Not a lot of makeup on that one. Yeah. Is he any, uh, what's his face though? The in, in the Aquaman movie. Oh, Volko. Volko. Yeah, I don't care. I won't even bat an eyelash. They're like <laughs> Joker. I was like, I don't even remember him being Volko. I'm all for it. <laughs> Well, you, um, you, yo. Go, go ahead. No, I was about to say you're such a big Aquaman fan. I think you even topped Jim in your love of Aquaman. Oh, I think oh, so. I have, let's move on. I have an Aquaman statue back there. You can't see it. The light's not working. Oh. <laughs> it looks Is like it a anyway. Aquaman. Yeah, what? it's mostly mirror. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. It's just the one light on Aquaman isn't working. The only yeah. one. <laughs> he broke that. <laughs> uh, we got some pretty big news about uh, another previous uh, Bat actor might be returning to the big screen. Are we talking about Ben Affleck? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Apparently, and, uh, 
they are still going forward with the Flash movie, uh, which I think is awesome. They're going to still do the Flashpoint storyline. So we're getting Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton back as Batman. Freaking awesome. <laughs> Mind-numbing. Like, it's, like, uh, like amazing. Everything I wanted. Do you so- think they'll do any of the other guys? <sighs> I don't think George Clooney would sign up for it at this point. No. And, and I don't think Val Kilmer on there. I, I like Val Kilmer, but he's looking a little sickly nowadays. Oh, I don't man. think he yeah. should be. Yeah. I think they should just let that guy be in peace. No Christian yeah. Bale? No. I don't think – I think he isn't going to be a villain in Marvel. I think he's going to get sued. Yeah, he is. I think – I'm hearing probably gore. Really? That's that's what people are speculating, and that's what I would believe. He'd be an awesome gore. What movie is he going to be in? Something relating to Thor, I'm thinking. Or the Eternals, maybe. I don't know where he's going to show up, but he'd be a great gore. Mm-hmm. And and it's probably something he'd want to do where he'd probably only have to do maybe one movie, two at most, because there's no way he wants to lock down like a long-term Marvel deal, I don't think. No way. No, he, I, he, like, he, he likes to always be in the running for uh, for an Oscar. Yeah. I think he wants his lead actor Oscar, and then he's good. Supporting, yeah. I think he was a little disappointed. In. <laughs> but yeah, I'm super excited for the Keaton thing. I mean, I think that if they do it right, they can potentially save the entire DC movie universe with that movie alone. Yeah, because they could do a lot of they could do a lot of spinoffs on that. I mean, here we, I mean, you could set yourself up for a Beyond uh, Batman Beyond right from that one movie. Like, who's oh, there's Michael Keaton. Like, who's going to be? Uh, you well, think he would do it like long term? Michael Keaton. Yeah. What else is he doing? He's got he's got a TV show coming out actually. I think. Yeah. I know he's coming back as Vulture, right? In Marvel? He was supposed yeah, he's, to. In, um, I don't know if he's doing in the, yeah, I don't know if he's doing all the Sony movies only or if he's doing like Well he's definitely gonna be in the Sony movies. Yeah. I don't know with him. I that's that's up in the air. I mean, I think I would personally love him to be in Batman movies again. Hmm. Full term. Like, you know, for a couple of years, but Yeah, why not? I mean, some people don't want to be locked down, you know? He's, I mean, he's got a lot of creative, like indie stuff. So maybe he wants to go back to that. Who's uh, who would play Terry McGinnis? Well, Will Fredell, I think, is a little old now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been perfect. Uh, you can go with anybody. Do you have like, like a, a dream candidate for the role? Tom Holland. If you did that with uh, with Keaton again, that would be that would be fantastic. That you know would what? Be funny. I heard rumblings of Zach Efron. I think he's a little too old now. He's too old. Like, yeah. I hear so much with him. I hear I hear Wolverine. I hear um, I could see Johnny him getting Storm. being a part of it somehow. Yeah. I think he'd actually be a pretty cool Johnny Storm. I'd he's really good. That. I mean yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Johnny you Storm. Think- I think whoever you would cast as like Nightwing would go hand in hand with Batman Beyond since they're more of the acrobatic kind of style. Yeah. Yeah, so you yeah. need somebody like Slender. Like definitely like I know Adam Driver, they were talking about it for a long time, but he's too old and I just, you know, he's too big. Yeah, Adam Driver knows. It'd be hard <laughs> he to mask. Yeah, he doesn't fit that role. I don't think he no. fits that role. I don't know. You have, to, you have to go with like, yeah, you have to go with somebody like not taller than Batman, so you have to go like five eleven range, like six foot, and do like, you know, an acrobat gym kind of style. You can't be like bulked up like Henry Cavill. Yeah. Who apparently is back in the running? I don't know for 
Superman is. I don't know anything with them. It's hard to tell. I love how they're saying Ben Affleck is back after only being out for like. <laughs> yeah, uh, that guy was underrated. He he was a, he had so much potential, and they give him like two movies and like change everything on him, and they're like, "All right, you're bad." He was Goodbye. Okay. I like them. All right. Well, we're gonna say thank you, Tom. This is awesome. We're definitely gonna have you on for more. Um, we'll talk more bats. We'll talk more everything. But um, thank you for joining us for our fiftieth. You uh, you definitely should be here. We love you. Uh, you're a big part of this. You're my favorite grandpa. Thank you. We're, we, we've given that we've given co-hosting um, positions to everybody, so you're you're a co-host now too. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I'll take it. Thank you guys <laughs> for having me. Pleasure being around. All right, man. Thanks again for joining us. Bye. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night, everybody. Be safe. All right, so welcome him back. One of our favorite guests, one of our favorite guys. He, it, it, it's you, it's you. Don't look around. It's our buddy, Chris Campana. Artist, writer, extraordinaire. And he's done some pretty awesome stuff recently. Uh, we'll, let you, we'll let you explain it because you'll do a better job than us of what you've had going on recently. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm working on a thing for, uh, well, I can't say what company. <laughs> <laughs> a comic company. All right. That narrows it down. Uh, we're waiting on, uh, we're waiting on the word on that. I just finished the pages for that recently. Uh, I have a turtles cover that is confirmed with the store, but not a date yet. Um, I got Parker too, which is, you kind of see a little bit of it. Yeah, I see a little yeah. in the there. behind me. I, I I always do the pages all like around so I can. I do. I call it my Phil Collins, where I, like I stand up and like uh, I like sing to myself while I look at the pages so I can work the script. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. Hey, whatever works. <laughs> Only because there was one video by Phil Collins. I wish it would rain on me, and he's standing the whole time singing on the end of the stupidest thing, so it stuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, I'm. Holding on to this guy, yes. And uh, I, yeah, <laughs> the, the, the Ringo Award. Yeah. Oh, it's green. It won't yeah, you being a, being a little modest about that. So you were nominated. You had two nominations, not just one, right? Yeah. So a buddy of mine who won it last year for um, like best children's graphic novel, uh, he was on me a couple of months ago, and he's like. Uh, and, and there were whispers like last year during con season, like, you know, Parker Reeves should be nominated for something and all this and that kind of stuff. And I was, you know, sheepish about it. And uh, he's like, well, if you, I've known this dude since like the 90s, like we came up together uh, in indie stuff. And he was like, you should let me like champion uh, like a, a campaign for you to be nominated for. So I said yes. And then when I got when I got it, he's like, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> he's like, "You're double nominated for Ringo stuff," and I was like, uh, "I hadn't thought about it that way, but yes." But then I looked at who was in there for artists, it was like Colleen Duran and Sanford Green, and uh, two other like incredible artists. But I feel bad I can't remember their names, but I uh, I was embarrassed. And but the story, it's cool that the book is nominated. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I mean. Dude, I, I can't say enough. I was like, you know, I'll, I'll give you crap when you did a story, and I think it's so-so. But Parker <laughs> Reef, when we read it, it blew me away, man. It's it's a powerful story, and you know, you 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 know, it's coming from your heart because it just it just translates that way on the page, and it's just it's a story that honestly 
deserves this recognition. And I'm, you know, we're we're definitely super happy for you, and we think it's well deserving. Thanks, thanks, thanks. And we can't wait for we can't wait for the for the continuation. I've already I'm I'm already starting a spot for him. I don't know if you can see uh, <laughs> there he is over there, gigantic. But uh, I'm making I'm making room. Oh, his head's uh, his head's a there. There it is. It's green on my green screen. <laughs> oh, there he is. There's mine. I've actually been using him a bunch because uh, I I just did a um. I, I don't, spoiler alert. I mean, you guys want to see it? Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> So, I did this today. This was, uh, I don't know if you're going to see all this. This took some time. Let's see if I can make this happen. Ooh. Oh, that's great. This is, um, this is the origin of sort of when he got gigantic and then sort of a flashback to uh, his time with gigantic kind of thing. And then this is the beginning of Parker 2. So that's, that's, uh, I can't get into how he gets there. Um, but at some point, because of something, he returns back to, like, I guess the scene of, you know, the crime in a sense. And, uh, he gets excited because, like, oh, you know, Gantic's there. And then he realizes that Gantic isn't alive and he holds him. And then there's like this whole sort of, um, like, uh, this grief thing that he's got to go through. The book, the part is weird because it's like, uh, how do I explain it? So obviously we all know what one was about, yeah. and and um, and if you don't, you're gonna have to go to the site and buy it because I'm not I'm not spelling the beans. <laughs> but will we? <laughs> two is like, um, because I'm I'm two years removed, a little over two years removed from it. There's a different level of grief, like a weird sort of not acceptance kind of thing, but it's just different. So I'm trying to have Park go through the same thing without it being preachy. And I also have this added burden, which this sounds stupid maybe, but there's like this burden of it impacted so many people, you know? And I didn't even think about that in the first one. Yeah. You know? That's, that's, a, that's a great point. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about it at all. And now, I mean, I, I, there's so many people who, who message. So, I mean, there's over, there's over 3,000 of these books out there, which is a lot for, you know, a little creator-owned thing. And um, I, I, I'm trying to make sure I balance that, but I don't carry it. I don't write the book because of it, but I have to sort of pay attention to that now. So it's a different – it's a whole different process, and, and the book is way more involved. Uh, it, it covers a lot – more I, I don't know it's to be honest this is probably going to be not a better book but maybe a better crafted book that's possible wow. yeah, okay i mean i i can't wait to read it i i you know we've told you many times how much we enjoyed the first one so anything more you know kind of diving into that story and you know sharing is we, we think is really special thank you thank you thank you yeah. cool awesome. Uh, and the statue looks. I, we, you showed pictures of on your. I think it was Instagram of the statue. Yeah. Read it. Looks fantastic. Thank you. It's just absolutely amazing. I, I can't wait to have that in my collection next to you know Gigantor. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. The first the first payment is made. Uh, they they were pricey, but I thought they were worth it. Um, I don't have one in my hand yet, but it's from the same people who made Gantic, so uh, 
it um it should be great uh that was a weird sort of thing though like approving <laughs> the paint apps and stuff on that it was all it's also surreal yeah it's also you know we only have a couple of minutes but it's just such a surreal thing to, to think you know i'll tell you this the ringo thing and i mentioned it on social media somewhere uh the ringo thing the tana would have been the coolest thing ever that would have been the thing that she would have just been like you see i told you yeah you know that was always her thing but was you need more recognition it doesn't matter that you're not working on this you're you're, you're just like everybody else we deserve as much and i don't do it for accolades but she from where her life was and from being outside of the industry the way she saw things and how she understood the industry that was a very big thing she wanted people to acknowledge in some sense all the hours she saw me working that nobody saw Mm-hmm. that's great yeah, yeah. No, and, and you know it's funny because we have like all these friends and like you know you're probably getting more recognition than some of even the other ones who's like we see the work they're putting in and it's just like oh man like i just i just wish the right person would see this and just realize like you know how incredible it is and it's just you know it's it, it's it's literally, literally like the lottery sometimes you know hitting the right thing and you know having the right people look at it but you know we're again we're just super excited for you man it's just right. awesome and you know the fact that you're a massive universe fan fan too that helps so <laughs> you know <laughs> and masters right now uh that's awesome is that triclops people <laughs> in triclops character on beastman i'm doing this sort of thing where like four of them are sort of in the hallway of like the the castle it's just it's just a pinup thing i'm i'm doing for fun while i uh take a break from commissions and pages need like a sometimes you got to remind yourself about why you draw you know sometimes you got to draw fun stuff because pages <laughs> they make it heavy you, you, you don't want to do too many like rock formations <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you the truth i i made sure with parker too there's a lot less rock stuff like it starts out because you know you want to be in the same environment but there's a lot less uh man i got tired of drawing rocks <laughs> you know, something's wrong <laughs> actually dash was like my car was like Can we do not rocks <laughs> I don't know. that's funny yeah well wait before you guys go you guys are this is a thing now you guys it's a cool thing who knew we would wait make 50 yeah right yeah. it's just the start yeah, yeah. It is. We're, we're ready for 50 more you know we got some more stuff planned we're video now we do video stuff so uh, we got a youtube channel and everything we're expanding that we have uh your information flashing across the bottom of the screen there look how cool yeah. <laughs> we're, trying, we're trying to we're trying to be grown-ups this is a double award like ringo nominated <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jim, jim wasn't aware of, of all the extra information he, he, he's still mad that you sent him a, a merman instead of an aquaman. That's <laughs> why <laughs> so my green screen doesn't do it justice. That's totally why I sent it. Uh, but I, I love this story. It was a great story, by the way. Did you like it? I did. I really did. I honestly did. 
Thank yeah, you. Chosen too. I mean, listen, there's, there's a lot of stuff. We, we have to have a whole full episode. Yeah, after, yeah. You, after you win the Ringo Award, um, uh, we're going to have you back on for a full episode. Is that like so. me telling me I haven't missed a field goal in 26 minutes? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We, you've already won to us. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thank, what do you think? Thanks again, though, Chris. We appreciate you being a part of this 50th. Uh, it's really special to us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. And congratulations with everything. Thank Absolutely. All right. I'll see you guys. Cool. Later. All right, guys. Welcome back to us. We were there before, but we're here again. Um, Thank you to all our friends who really um, was a a part of not only this 50th episode, but, you know, previous episodes as well. We would never have in a million years thought we would have got to 50. And, you know, the fact that these people took, you know, 10 minutes or some a little bit more, some a little bit less out of their time. To, you know just be a snippet of our special episode was really big for us and um we love all those guys and uh next year we'll get some girls in there we promise yeah it's just too short. We, we did too short notice <laughs> girls would have been like oh my calendar's already booked so. yeah uh, and who you know a lot of not a lot of not a lot of podcasts don't make it this far so it's uh, i'm grateful that we've lasted this long and i we stuck know, it out again yes, I, I i'd like to get to another 50 so yeah, um, absolutely it's good stuff but um, we're going to spend some time reminiscing now on our, on our past episodes. I think we're going to f- start with our favorite episodes. Some of, some of, our, some of the things we'll talk about may cover multiple categories, but does anybody want to take it away first? Our favorite? Our, you know, yeah, favorite so, episode overall. You it know, doesn't have, if, you, if it's an interview, it's an interview. Yeah, so I, that later, but. I actually love the Jimmy uh, interview we did. You know, Jimmy uh, Palmiotti? Yeah, that was that, big, that I was a great interview, and you know, uh, he's been a friend. We've known him. Not a, you know, we've known him. We've met him a few times. He, I mean, he gave us a private tour of the Harley. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, the DC, events yeah, the at the DC, event. yeah, at the Comic Con. So, you know, he, and he's friends with you know our friends. It, it's just he's just a great guy. Great guy to talk to. And then we got to see Amanda there for a, for a few seconds. And, uh, <laughs> in the background. <laughs> I'd love to talk to him more. Um, I have him on the show again. But, you know, the, I, I just love that interview. I love that show. And, uh, you know, there's other shows that were great. You know, oh, yeah, I'm, I, I should have said my favorite episode was the one my wife was on. <laughs> that was a great episode. Now. It's too late. I've already texted her. You didn't choose your episode. Uh, but that, no. was the that was the, the past May the 4th episode, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. That, that was, was a good one. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I, I spent a lot of time on that episode. <laughs> yeah. You did. That, that, that was good. Uh, but yeah, that was my favorite. I, I enjoyed that one. Nice. That was good. What about you, uh, Toy Story? Probably a tie, and this says a lot about what I'm most interested in, but a tie between Alan's episode and Mr. Zuzolo's episode. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I am so into that, like, you know the stories and stuff. The comics, just, yeah, I, I and I love that the too. Stories yeah. is where it's at. So sitting there, listen. I mean, I listen. We listen to Alan all the time. We've known him for yeah. years. But even still, to sit, to just sit and listen. Yeah, and same people, thing from you know Vin, Vinny and uh, Metropolis. It's incredible. Yeah, there are people with like endless amounts of knowledge and you know so much experience. Like really, like working in the business. It's just, it's it's really so like they can go. You can have like. 100 episodes and you still wouldn't capture everything that they knew which is yeah. really cool um i you know i'm gonna i'm probably a different direction but one of my favorite episodes is actually the Kristen gutsnick 
episode. That one was really good. I feel like that was like the first time that we really, at least on our end, we really had like a great episode. Like we all performed well, the questions flew flowed yeah. well. And I felt like so happy after that episode. I felt like such like a professional. Like, cause we could actually interview. <laughs> she, she did a great job, you know, cause sometimes it's hard, you know, she was very forthcoming about all the information about the book and she explained everything so well. And I learned so much from that episode. Yeah. And it's we, did for that. we read, we read her books. We read yeah, the books. Yeah, like, we, yeah, we really read, prepared we for that, that show. I would have normally read and I enjoyed and I enjoyed the books that I read. So that yeah. was really my I, and I think it was a favorite episode because of like what came out of it really and you know the the content that we we got and you yeah, know that was fantastic. Just, just really getting the chance to talk to her. That was was but, that um, kind of our one of our first episode interviews? It was an early one. It was, I don't think it was the first interview we had, but it was probably within the first 5 I would say. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. But um Let's move on to memorable moments. Does anybody have a, sp- a particular memorable moment, like within an episode? That, well, I, uh, I, I would say the Metropolis one. Like he, we got to walk around Metropolis, his office, and the back in the back. When he was uh, pulling out six, seven Avengers number ones. <laughs> like, how could you not forget something like that? Like that was yeah, just amazing. To uh, it's would have been better if I was there <laughs> and got the I mean, feel of, of it. Yeah. But to be walking around, he's just like, yeah, this is this. And this is, oh, I got this. And it was like, so, uh, not yeah. a big deal for him, but a big <laughs> deal for me. And I think yeah. a big deal for us because we got to see this. Mm-hmm. Like, it was amazing. And I think that was our first episode where we recorded video. Right? Yeah. It was yeah, it is. yeah. So, I mean, that and again, that makes it even more memorable because that was, uh, you know, the starting point of us kind of transitioning to video, this to video and yeah it was it was and that was at the very very beginning stages of the whole pandemic too you know yeah. so, so it was a whole trifecta thing of everything going on yeah we've really rolled with the punches so we have yeah good for us <laughs> but yeah that what was about you, what about you toy story you have a specific memorable moment yeah being at um the tattoo shop and doing, <laughs> doing it on site for the first time that was, that awesome. was cool. yeah i i, I would first of all that tattoo shop is awesome just to hang out in but to set yeah. up the table there and like talk, talk with the microphones well now we know why tom polari spent so much time there yeah, we totally <laughs> <laughs> but that was cool to really to like actually bring ourselves somewhere you know yeah and i hope we can you know eventually do that a lot more again that that's fun i i love the on location stuff yeah i mean you know we've been talking about you know since we started this maybe one day doing it like at a con yeah, like that, that's still like be awesome if we could just like bring people over and randomly, you know, interview them. I think that's that's going to be like a, that's that'd be one of my my dream things to check yeah. out. Yeah. Well, Agreed. Um, Nothing stopped us but Corona. I, I think my memorable moment will probably come up in both of your cringeworthy moments. But oh, yeah, I love the we didn't like Captain Marvel song that I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I gotta tell you, like, I. And you know, like I'm, I'm hard on everything, and you know, I, I give everybody crap, and I'm hardest on myself. And it was one of the few times where I kind of patted myself on the back and like, I did a pretty good job with this. So, that was you, um, you. Just from reading that, you could tell how much work you put into that. I spent all of New Year's Day um, <laughs> working on that, so it was. Um, I, I'm really happy that you guys played along with it. That took it me was, out of my comfort zone. I tell you, I that. know, I know, it did. It was, and it was fun. I think it was one of the last, uh, last ones we had Bojo do with us too. Yeah, so. that was awesome. It's, um, I, you know, I like doing fun things like that. You know, different yeah. stuff. You know, one of my big things about you know us is like, you know, I don't want to 
be cookie cutter and do what everybody else is doing. You know, I want to, I want, you know, we want to stand out a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. we, you know, we want to give our thoughts and, you know, sometimes they're the same as others, sometimes they're not, but you know, that's, that's, that's something that I think is fun. And I want to, yeah. and I want to do more different stuff like that. Yeah. More different stuff. Yeah. All right. So even though I think mine kind of hit, uh, the Kristen Gutsnick, I think that would probably cover my favorite interview because just because it was like the first one that I really think we did well on. But yeah. what about you? Do you guys have like a favorite interview? Well, I'm gonna go back to the cringe moment because I didn't do cringeworthy moment. Oh shoot! I am so sorry, guys. Yeah, no, it's all right. Um, <laughs> no, I'm we didn't have... do cringeworthy. We didn't do cringeworthy yet. I'm sorry. No, Let's go to cringeworthy. Yeah, because you know this oh. this is pretty easy for me, and it you know we've grown a lot since this. But I'm gonna say it's our first episode. <laughs> It was tough to get through that. You know, one thing is I don't like to talk about, uh, you know, I'm, I have an issue talking about myself. We're a little looser like now. <laughs> Absolutely. But there, my, 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 my sphincter was tight. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's nerve wracking. Like, I don't speak in front. I don't and I'm like going to piggyback. I'm going to piggyback off of that and say, for me, it's the second episode where I did the intro and totally screwed it up. And that's the first episode that you see whenever you look up this podcast. <laughs> Is that the uh, the bonus? Yeah, yeah, the movie yeah. one. You know, it's it's you know, it, again, you you're talk you're not talking in front of people, but you kind of are. And yeah, like you know what's going to be. Yeah. I've always been scared of doing that. I you know, I I was a sales guy for for a while and I hated talking in front of people and it's, you know, this even it's kind of like the same feel but it's not because you're not i'm talking you two yeah uh but people are watching this so it's 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 my cringeworthy that first episode was just <laughs> i it was so awkward and i think you're yeah, very you know, um stiff stiff yeah so but now it's you know it's it's gotten a lot better i think oh yeah oh 100 <laughs> Even like, you know, I, I can say you, you can tell in those early episodes that JJ is very uncomfortable yep. and he's just like, you know, he's like fumbling over his words and he's yep. just like, he's like, you're, you can, I, I can tell the moment you're, you're sphincter Dude, me tight. Too. I barely <laughs> wanted to talk. And, and we were doing video then too. Yeah. So you can only imagine what that would have looked like. Yeah. yeah so, um, it's no, much nicer I, when we're at this spot and we're comfortable. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah. Definitely, it's definitely like light, night and day. I'll say I will tell sure. you difference. I will though tell you that I, I'm more comfortable doing video than I am just doing the audio. It's kind of strange. I don't know why. Yeah, Psychologically, it's 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 they're two different entities, but it's it's comfortable doing the videos. Yeah, I like doing the videos. Yeah, me too. What about you, Toy Story? Do you have a, a cringeworthy moment? I, oh, I yeah, like the, the, the bonus episode, too, by the way. What's that? <laughs> I said I like doing the videos too, back <laughs> Yeah, my, my no, mine was a bonus episode where I flubbed the intro. I have to listen to that again. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tease. You know that's you that's the one. That's the one that I I can't really think of. There's there's been ones. So I've had I guess no I I, I know what my cringeworthy moments are. I've had a lot of technical difficulties through this past yes. time. Yeah. And it's um it's upset me and it and it's really just the connection so you yeah know, it's no one's fault so I've uh, those moments have really frustrated me but um oh we've we've seen when, that you can tell <laughs> when you can that right afterwards yeah. we're like oh you broke up and you're like I forget it <laughs> yeah, so I've we, we've we've powered through a lot of stuff I've I've upgraded you know the internet in my house you know I've you know we we've come a long way but yeah. um good stuff. Um, so, so sorry. So now we can go back to favorite interviews. Um, let's switch it up. Toy Story. It's still, I'm still going to go Vinny because I, Vinny. I yeah. did. He was a 
like not not even he wasn't necessarily the biggest guest we've had at that point, but he's definitely like you know no small name. He's no, and he's you know he's a he's a big person. He's a big person for many years. So that interview stressed me out, like prepping for that and everything, you know. And I think it went off really well. So that's why that's my favorite, just because I felt like there was so much like that. Not could have gone wrong, but there was a lot more at stake for it, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So I was really that happy that that went well. That could have taken a different turn. But, I, you know, yeah. it, that one was great because he he went with, you know, like he was talking and he just went. like You can yeah. tell he's, just, he's a fan, too. And, so. and every every question we had lined up, like he took it. Like it mm-hmm. was like we didn't even have to answer that. Yeah. Ask I that remember question. I was just crossing stuff off without like, even asking it. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. So that one flowed really well. I think the direction we 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 put that in on a sheet of paper, like it 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 went the way it was supposed to. Yeah. Right. And I and I was just gonna say, like the the prep work we put it so nobody really sees the prep work that we do behind the scenes, but the prep work we put into that episode, especially, it really huge. translated because as it went through, we we weren't even asking questions like we set it up in a way where like, you know, this could come up and, you know, it did and he checked it off and, you know, we went through the episode where, and and I think that's really what you want during an interview where you're not really asking too many questions. You're just letting them kind of go with the things you want to cover. Yeah. You want to keep them on that path. Though, like so. I felt like we predicted that interview because it's just, it was like, we all right, did, talking yeah. about the thing. Absolutely. Cool. And um, JJ, your your favorite interview was the was Jimmy one. I'm gonna say that one, and then to be and this is gonna sound weird, you know, it's the dynamic duo, you know, our our holy Batman 1000, that had me in such awe with Zach talking, uh, yeah. w- with the knowledge that that guy had on Batman was absolutely amazing. And I, I think, and again, I think I mean we didn't video that one because that was early in, but I mean yeah. there was a few times where it was people were speaking like Jim's jaw just dropped again. Yeah. You know, yep. and Zach, I mean the guy it was it was unbelievable to listen to him talk about Batman and everything that he he's so knowledgeable about that that it was it was actually quite amazing. I mean I'll contribute him to like part of why I'm such a fan because, you know, we would go out on Wednesdays and I honestly would just pick his brain and he's like, he's not looking stuff up. He has knows it. just Batman. Like the guy, he's a brilliant guy. And yeah. like, you know, has he's, he's an amazing art teacher, but you know, I'll go out on a limb and say like, that guy could probably do really anything he wants. Yeah. Like if he, if he wanted to go into any industry, he could do it. He's just that, you know, brilliant of a guy. Cause he has like an, eidetic memory where he just remembers all this stuff and he absorbs so much and it's just you know to have the passion linked with it to be you know comic book stuff it's just he was a great resource you know to learn and you know like i didn't like half the stuff that you know i was interested in i didn't have to look up you know my library of marvel unlimited is still like maybe like 80 percent suggestions from him that i haven't even gotten to yet and he's read throughout his entire life but um <laughs> that was cool. a good pick. Good pick. I I will pick one more that it wasn't initially like other than the Kristen. I I, I really did enjoy S- the Steve Borok one from CBC. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I feel like he was our first like kind of like big name yeah. that we had on the show, and he's just another guy who just you know so much time in the industry. Like like I mean probably as much as Alan, if not maybe more. And he's just you know he was there like you know before this stuff blew up, and I and that's really the stuff I love hearing about, like the older stuff. Like I, like I told you guys not too long ago, I watched some random documentary done in like the early nineties. And, you know, I, um, 
Kirby was in it. Like Kirby was at this convention and just to see that. So I've never seen Kirby yeah. like, live before. That was the first time I saw him yeah. like in like a live format. So like hearing from like those old school guys, you know, who were there like in the sixties and seventies, it's just, that's, that's amazing to me. Yeah. But, um, all right. So let's, um, let, let's wrap it up with things we're looking forward to do in the future on the show and beyond. To infinity and beyond. <laughs> uh, obviously, getting back into shows. I mean, going to shows and you know, doing the more networking. I think that's been the hardest thing during this whole pandemic is not being able to network. You know, see our see our buddies. You we know? networked in a different way. Yeah, but it's it's nice to get that face to face interaction and uh, yeah. you know get the get our word out and then just you know doing more interviews. I mean, I, I'd love to see. I'd love to see some more bigger names in this coming year. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's tough and trying to figure out how to get a hold of those people. It's, but you know, I'd like to see some bigger it's, interviews. It's, from you know, you know, the thing is, uh, and I'll add to what you're saying, JJ, you know, it's, it's work, you know, you got, you got to put the, what it's a lot of yep. into it, you know, you'll get out of it. And, you know, I think we've done a good job so far, but you know, with every year, it's just going to be, you know, more kind of like, you know, digging your heels and, you know, getting it done. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely I'm, I know you guys are ready for the challenge and I'm definitely ready for it too. I'm excited um, for more video stuff at this point yeah. now that we've got this beautiful beautiful setup, <laughs> setup here. Yeah. I'm excited no, be- I'm excited to go more into like doing you know more specific shows about about certain things. Yeah, I mean we want to bring back you know book club we're, we're gonna do it in like more of a you know edited format you know we're gonna do more you know box openings we're gonna do more casual stuff so we're gonna move like kind of geeking out to this format and just you know kind of let, like let the ep- you know not so much an episode but let the conversation go wherever mm-hmm. you know not have a specific topic lined up um but you know even going back to what jj was saying and, and toy story you too you know we have networked in different ways but i'd i'd love to you know the net the the relationships we've built, you know, electronically through Instagram and whatnot. I'd love to connect with those people in person. Yeah, well. for real. You know, you know, just kind of like you know, build those friendships to you know, just you know, more than what they are mm-hmm. so far. But um, yeah, no, I, I I don't really even think I could add anything to what you guys said because I think you guys kind of nailed it perfectly. You know, you know, more people. You know more stuff. I you know they say less is more, but you know I I, I think. In, in our case, I think more is more. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, you know, I, and we want to keep, you know, keep, you know, the quality to, like, our standard. And I, I know you guys probably think of me as, like, a Fuhrer, but, you know, I I, 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 I expect, you know, it's for the high standards from myself. So, I mean, that's just kind of, like, the way I look at things. And it's just like, hey, is this good? It's just like, it's okay. <laughs> well, could it be better? And, you know, and, and I think that's, that's no, you gotta be, you gotta be open to criticism. Because you always want to be pushing for, even if we had the very best, it's like you know, you still you'll have like a target on your back that you know there's somebody coming, you know, for you, you know, for that number one spot. And you know, I vote, you know, I, I want to, you know, really grow our listenership, and I, and I think we we do a really good job of if that's anything that I really want to do in the future. I think we put a good product out there, and I want it, you know, I want to reach more people with it because yeah, I sure. think you know. You, you know, people would enjoy, you know, what we share. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Well said. All right. Nice so job, uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not over, don't overuse that maybe. <laughs> um, but we do want to, um, one of the interviews we weren't able to do today, uh, sadly, was with our good friend, 
Tom Maletta, who was the owner of Best Comics um, International. Uh, he passed in, you know, early May, on May the 4th, sadly enough. So it's kind of a day we'll never forget. Um, so we want to dedicate this episode to his memory and kind of, you know, not end it with the normal quote from uh, Jim's son, but with, um, you know, a quote from the interview we had with him, um, you know, back in early 2020. So um, we're going to close out with that. And we want to thank everyone again for, um, you know, being a part of 50 great episodes or, you know, 50, maybe 30 great episodes and, you know, hanging with <laughs> us for the first 20. And, um, you know, please, you know, oh, we, we, got a, we got a little uh, ticker on the bottom now. So you can follow us on um, LA Comic Guys and Don't Feed the Geeks. And we appreciate the interaction, honestly, guys. If you enjoy it, you know, obviously subscribe here on YouTube. Uh, click the like button if you're listening um, to this on a podcast network, you know. You know, subscribe. You know, give us a nice review or a rating. We'd really appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, but we just want to really say thank you to everyone who's um, been a part of this and supported us along the way. And um, we want to qu- close this out again with our friend uh, Tom Moletta. Oh, this is going back a long time now. <laughs> I had to be about seven, eight years old. My parents took me to my great aunt Goldie's house for Christmas and. While all the adults were in the kitchen, I was out on the couch next to the Christmas tree reading the uh, classics comics that their son had left out. And things like Frankenstein, From the Earth to the Moon by Jules Verne, things like that. And uh, ever since then I was hooked and I started collecting Marvel comics mostly. I dabbed in D.C., you know, when I used to go for my crew cuts with the bazooka bubble gum. They, <laughs> o- they always had the old suit mans out and the lowest lanes and the actions, and I read those, but I was more of a Marvel guy, and Spidey was my main character. Oh, good choice. <laughs> and uh, I've always collected, you know, throughout high school and college and going on with life. I've always had an affinity for comic books, and then uh, after I left my uh, former family business was the auto industry I got out of that and uh, around 30 years old I said what could I do that I could make money with and really have a good time and I said comics no brainer right <laughs> yeah and uh, 30 years later and five stores later here I am still going all right that's very, very cool, cool. Wow. Yeah, so was... you started this you started a comic book store at 30 yeah yeah wow. your uh, own at your 1990. I actually started selling to 7-Elevens first and supplying them with the comics on their racks. But the problem with the 7-Elevens is you had to give them returnability. Uh-huh. So that only worked for about six months because <laughs> I like taking money in. I don't like giving it back. <laughs> That's fair. That's very fair. And uh, after that, I uh, got a partnership in a Hamptons Bay store out in the Hamptons. And uh, then I bought the guy out. I ran that for a while, but it wasn't a good location. Then I opened up in uh, Little Neck in a small store on Northern Boulevard. And then I moved to Greenvale with another store on Glen Cove Road. And then I moved to a bigger store in Little Neck across the street. I was there for about 10 or 15 years. And then I've been here in New Hyde Park for about, oh, almost 15 years now. So has it always been the best comics name? Yeah, variations of it, because every time I moved my 
business, it was always suggested by my attorney to change the corporate name. But it, always, it was always DBA is Best Comics. It used to be Best Comics Distribution when I used to do a lot of wholesaling. It's been Best Comics Alone. It's been Best Comics and Hobbies. And now it's Best Comics International. But my actual corporate name is Jericho Comics. Oh, wow. Yeah. Learned something but, new. But my DBA has always been Best Comics. Got it. Hmm. So, I mean, from from all that, we can definitely tell that you're a veteran in the industry. You've been around a long time. How many of the shops since you've started would you say are still around? Ah, I see them come and go. Yeah, Only sure, a right? few. Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I've always been a businessman from my stepfather. He taught me how to run a business when I was 16, 17 years old, even before I went to college. And I think using that mentality going into the comic book business is uh, you have to run it like any other business. And these guys that I've seen come and go, they haven't done that. You can't walk in. You know, I used to walk into comic stores when I was a kid and there was sawdust on the floor, a couple of lights up on the ceiling and the comics hung on the wall. And I always and never in a million years would I think I'd have a comic store. But I always used to say walking into these stores and Mike's Comic Hut was one of them in mm -hmm. Flushing. And I used to walk in there, and I just go, boy, if I have a comic book store, my store would never look like this. <laughs> no, that, that's one of the things I've always said about your shop. It always looks clean. Like, I, you I, you know, we're here all the time, so we see people constantly cleaning, constantly vacuuming. You know, it, it, when you walk in, you don't want to be disgusted by the place of business right. you're in because you don't want to stay in there otherwise. So. Well, but, it, 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 it's not – it's just I've learned a long time ago, you know, somebody walking in that's going to drop $500 or whatever on a book or on a statue, they don't want to walk into a store that – doesn't look well and like it's they're spending that kind of money uh, yeah you're 100 you know, right that's the i think that's the right way to do it if you're going to do it well it's worked for me yeah. i mean so far like like i said i've seen them come and go and there's there's a few guys still around like uh fourth world comics and a couple other guys and but they they run their stores the same way yeah you know you know glenn at fourth world he's a friend of mine and uh He's just, uh, you know, I respect him because he runs his store like I do. He's got a really nice, clean store, too.